everyone, welcome back to Pardesi and Happy New Year. Today's guest is model, actor, speaker, and overall entertainer, Sikman Gill. Sikman gained traction on Instagram when he began modeling and ever since, he has tackled a variety of art forms and experiences. You may recognize Sikman from being the face of a Hershey's Gold ad campaign in Canada or from one of several short films he's participated in. Sikman's most recent YouTube video, A Turban Tutorial, is perhaps the most clear example of Sikman's goals to educate others about minority groups and diverse populations, especially Punjabis and Sikhs, through entertainment and mainstream media. So, let's get started. How are you doing? Doing well. How's everything at your end? Uh, pretty good. A little crazy, but good. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about your experiences today. Do you want to start by kind of introducing yourself, like who you are, your background, um, what you do and how you came to be doing that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my name is Sukman Gill and by social media it's I am Sukman Gill. And uh, I guess people sort of call me a model or an actor or a speaker. Um, this is not something that I kind of dreamt of or I wanted to become. It kind of just happened. And I feel like a lot of the time for some people they know from the get-go that they want to be an actor when they grow up or a model or uh, any other creative um, Field. But for me, it was like, hey, I want to I wanna go to school, I'm going to study, and you know, I want to become an NBA player, which didn't work out too well, but it was more like I want to be in the sports because I want to represent um, being a sing. Uh, I, wa I wasn't always a sing. Um, I grew my hair around like middle school, and then from there on, it was like, hey, I need to represent, and I wanted, to be, and I wanted that representation to be in sports. Because uh, even till now, we don't really have um, Sardars representing at the highest levels like an NBA or NHL. Um, we do have some Indian people, some Sikh people, but um, being a Sardar, it's like another, another whole level. Um, but then as that went on, I went to school for, ar for architecture. So I have my degree in architecture and I work in that field as well, full time. And then on the side is everything else. So a lot of people think, hey, do you model full time and act full time? I wish. And one day I will be, but right now it's, I do work full time. And then any time I get, I am acting, I'm modeling, I'm um, working on creating content, I'm writing now. So I've met some guys that are writers and over the last couple months I started writing and I never knew this was something I could do or I wanted to do, but I just kind of fell in the lab just like everything else. So now I'm just kind of going with the flow and making sure that I can do my part and represent, representing uh, our community um, in, in a good light because we always see all these negative stuff happening and it's like oh they see people are this but you guys love drinking and partying cool this cultural stuff but I want to show something else and that we can also be at the highest levels of these entertainment fields and be ourselves you know um, a lot of times when you see a brown person on screen you have a double you double look and it's like oh why is this brown person doing this uh, my goal is to just represent and be authentic and not and have a proper uh, bog tied on screen. Whereas sometimes you see these like fake sardars or something, and I'm like, hey, come on, man, that looks like a hat. You know, like it looks like he just plopped it on. So that's something I'm working towards, and um, it's been, I'm very grateful and very blessed to um, have come this far. And it's an ongoing journey. Wow, that sounds really cool and very interesting. I didn't know about some of that, so that's really cool. Um, let's go back a little bit. So yep. when you say you wanted to. Um, be a rep representative of six in sports. Um, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, can you elaborate a little bit? What, what, how did that start? And like, 
what where did it end up yeah totally so i mean it started when i kept started keeping my hair uh like i watched this movie and i started asking questions about hey like why do they have a bug on why do they have a turban what's it represent and then i started getting more intrigued by sakia and all and then that's when i decided to keep my hair and then it was like um okay like i was an athlete growing up playing soccer and basketball and whatnot and I was like, I had all these posters of, you know, like LeBron James and Matt Sandin and whoever else. But I'd never had a poster of a Sikh banda or a woman for that fact. Like we didn't have these athletes at these high levels. And for me, it was like, this is who I am. I'm an energetic person. I don't want to sit in a nine five job. I want to represent being an athlete because athletes like these are the people that we look up to. And even actors, too. Um, that's why people get so drawn towards these people because of they it's a dream and they follow their dream all the way through and they got there because the amount of success like ratio of people making to the nba nhl mlb whatever it's 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 very low and so having a brown person there would have been the biggest thing ever and that's what i wanted to do so i did play throughout high school i played basketball and volleyball throughout university but then i learned that hey I should have been trying 10 times harder, training 10 times harder while I, when I was younger or even university if I wanted to go to that level. So then I learned, I'm like, hey, okay, this is great. Like I played to university. It's awesome. I love the sport, but I need another approach. And then it was like almost kind of lo- losing yourself because in society, they, hey, you got to go to school. You need a degree. Um, nowadays, like if you want to get married, first thing parents ask, you know, does he have a degree to give? Or, or does she have a degree? And it's just one of these things. And I'm like, hey, I want to make my parents proud. They've come to this country. They've um, sacrificed so much for us. And I need to get a degree. And it's not like it was just because of them. I loved architecture. Uh, becoming an architect was um, a, like in high school. I was like, okay, you know what? This is what I want to do. That way I can be creative in making buildings and houses. But also for my parents to be like, hey, like architects are seen on par with engineers and lawyers and doctors and whatnot. So then I kind of went, okay, I'm just going to work, work, work. And then slowly it was like, you know what? I, like I had this dream of wanting to become an athlete. So what? That didn't work out. There, there's other avenues where I can represent that we still have a lack of, like in this field, there's a lack of South Asian representation in the entertainment industry, uh, movies, TV shows, etc. So I'm like, even though Wadis Aliwalia has become an actor and, and he's put us on the map and other people as well, um, there's still a lot of space. There's still not enough of us in the industry. So I thought, hey, maybe this is my thing. And again, it didn't just happen. It took another year after I graduated working to finally kind of have that courage to kind of step out of the boundary and start posting. And and then it, it just took off from there. Yeah, I mean, I think this is like a really common, uh, I mean, not really common, but like a similar thought process to a lot of brown kids like, hey, like, my parents risked everything to come here, like, maybe, like, and they want me to do, you know, such and such job, like, I'm just going to follow that path yeah. and, like, you know, continue their plans, basically, I guess. And, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of times then, like, their artist dreams or whatever, their creative dreams get kind of lost or forgotten. And so it's cool that you've been able to balance both of them and kind of make both of them a priority for yourself because I think that's kind of the dream or the goal for a lot of people and it's not easy oh it's definitely not easy i mean um you want to make your parents proud and for them it's education because maybe some of them didn't get the education that they wanted to or they got married off super young or whatever it may be and then they you know they come to these beautiful first world countries and education it goes a long way right you get those jobs and it's a safe because if you you go through a doctorate or whatever it may be um 
you know you're gonna have a stable income and a stable job, which is something they want for us, right? They want us to have um, financial stability as we grow older. But it, when you get to the creative side, there is no 100%. There's no degree where you finish that you will 100% land a job. It's more like you gotta go through this creative process of meeting people, networking, and putting out content and whatever else. And even then, you might make it, but you might not, right? Um, so it, it's one of those, and it's like, is, and in the beginning, money doesn't come, right? Like you don't get paid in the beginning for a lot of people. And then as you go on, you start making something, and there's so many examples, like from Fateh, and like when he, where, he, where he started off, and now where he is, right? Like he's, he's killing the game, and, and Rupi, and, and Lily, and Humble, and all these big, big South Asian artists. They all started somewhere, and they kept up with it years after, and now they've all, they're all, they gone somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too because people who do come from like the South Asian diaspora, like India and Pakistan and stuff, like yeah. those are creative countries. And I always say this: like everyone there, like in school or for some reason, I don't know if you agree with me, but like everyone who went to school in India can do some sort of art form. They can draw really well. They can they know music. They can like paint. Oh, like yeah. oh yeah. It's, it's, it, I think it's in our blood in a way. I mean, like when you listen to Gurbani, it's all poetic, right? So when the, they were writing the Guru Sahib back in the day, it's all poems. And, and we have these beautiful instruments and we sing. And so it's in our blood to do this. But it's like we shy away from it because maybe society or what people are going to think. Or can you really make a job out of this? Can you really make a career and have a family while doing this? Um, but now the best part is there are some people that are really making it. So we have those examples. Hey, look this girl or guy made it they're south asian so why can't i make it um before we didn't have the, we didn't have those examples to show our parents uh it's still hard i mean hey if you want to become a youtuber and make a lot of money uh, it's like okay you, you got to really be something unique uh, because the amount of content the amount of people out there but it, anything's possible yeah no it, it is a really interesting it's just sometimes it's not i guess the most practical idea so it but it's really cool to see people doing it now yeah um so yeah like like you were saying too like even I grew up watching a lot more brown creatives than probably like people before me, which is which mm-hmm. like was inspirational, I guess, to me, like or encouraged yeah. me to pursue something unique as well. So I think um, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, and like having people like Fateh and um, even like Just Brain and uh, just them, like yeah. seeing people like on screen that have been through a very similar experience that you've gone through. Um, has made all the difference in bringing out new brown artists. Oh, for sure. I mean, they've kind of paved the path for a lot of us. Um, I'm still in the beginning stages and we're still trekking our way up. But I mean, they definitely put our put our people on the map. So when they do see, because I get mistaken for Just Rain a lot. And I'm like, do I really look like him? And I talked <laughs> to Just Meet himself. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I get this. I got stopped at the airport because I thought it was you. And he's like, what? And but it's, it's a good thing in a way, because that means they've watched him and then they know what a sick person is or they know what a brown person is. So it's cool, like people recognizing you in a, or in someone else or vice versa. And, but and it's it's only going to get better. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, are you from Canada, like from the creative? I am. Zone? Yes, I am from Canada, Toronto. Yeah. OK, that's what I thought. So like yeah, that's yeah. also like been like kind of this. I don't know if it's the birthplace, but it's like the place where things start for a lot of brown artists. Um, and it's like, it's so clear, like, oh, you're a brown artist. Oh, you must be from Toronto. Um, and I think <laughs> all the artists I've talked to for this podcast so far 
except Ragan there have been um, from there. So yeah, yeah, Babu and Yerkiran as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's no, really what's it been like, like trying to pursue this in that kind of community. It is way better. So when I was in Australia, if I backpedal a little bit. Um, I kind of had a, like, I, I knew I wanted to do something. I didn't, I wasn't sure exactly what. I would have loved to stay in Australia. The weather was beautiful, the palm trees, beach, surfing, like, every other day. It was great. But I knew that the community was here in Toronto. And I was like, I got to go back because I got to connect with these people. I gotta, and that time I was not pursuing any of this. But I knew that I had to be here. I had to be back home because, again, like you said, there's a lot of artists that came through here. And a lot of time people say everyone's always so supportive in Toronto and everyone's encouraging each other. It's true, but it, it wasn't always like that either. I mean, when we had um, When Lions Roar, I don't know if you remember or if you've heard of that, it was like this big um, show, When Lions Roar. And that show, Jagmeet and like, Gorotin and all these other guys, they put this show together. And this is where the first time any artist had a platform to sing or um, uh, recite poetry or anything on this, that matter, right? And it was because of that that people started moving up. Like Lily, Humble, Noise, Sunny Malton, Father, like literally all of them started in there. And from there, now you can see where they've become. Like Jigmeet is, you know, he's running for prime minister and they kind of have this. So it's, it's crazy to see where it came from. And now it's just like, because we have those people, like Sandy as well, and, and Kirin and, and Ginu, we can rely on them. We can ask them questions and they can support you and be like, hey, no, try this, maybe do this. So it is, it's a good hub to be at, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about what you're doing right now. Like, so you're trying to be, or, or working on being an actor, um, and you, are, you do a lot of modeling. Um, I guess I, that's what I initially had thought you were when I first saw your Instagram until I looked yeah, into yeah. it more. Um, so tell me a little bit about like what's life like right now. What are you? What are your like? What are you working on right now? So I mean, yeah, modeling is definitely that's the first thing that came, and soon after, as the year went by, I was acting became more of this thing. As so, I went to like um, just photo shoots to commercials. And at commercials, you're kind of acting, right? Even if it was a smart, small part, you have a character that you're kind of portraying. And, and from there, I was like, oh my God, I love being in front of the screen. And I love actually moving, not just taking pictures, but I love talking and doing all that. And then it went from there to, um, like, from, sorry, pictures to runways to commercials to short films. And short films, I, I was able to kind of express more emotion and kind of really be a character and portray that character throughout. And I was like, you know what? I actually love this. Like, I never knew I loved this. I never knew that acting was like this much fun. I loved watching people, but I never knew I could do it. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I want to pursue this a little more. So I, again, I still work full time and all, but this is something that I've picked up and I guess had a little bit. And I started making my own little videos for a bit and still making that. I just recently put out a turban tutorial. And even that, it was, for me, it's, it's about um, just educating people i think that's the most important thing we have or we can give out is education so when people go out it's like hey no this is what it really means so even that we kind of made into a production um, i don't want to just put a bug tutorial up in my room i want to like really make it so any if any um any of the gora or a, or a teen or someone would watch they can understand without going into too much depth and that kind of is a it's like a little bit of acting in there and just now i'm really trying to look into this acting gig and do as much as I can and with TV shows, movies, or whatever opportunity I get. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like representation is kind of like, seems to be like a huge part of 
like motivator of what you do and um like I remember when you were uh put in that Hershey's ad and like that was thing around a lot and I was like wow this is crazy I think that's how I found you initially <laughs> I think the soul thing is all about representation for me. I mean, you know what? People love money. I mean, money's great. Fame is great and all that kind of stuff. But you only get so far because you won't be as motivated. And, you know, I'm very blessed and very grateful to be here. And, like, the soul underlining is to is that representation. If I can um, change someone's life, if I can inspire someone else to do even better than me or represent and just have more of us out there, it's going to normalize our faces in society, right? Um just like when the like black people and when they were getting into acting they weren't allowed or they weren't wanted and when you first saw them people would look like oh my god this is a african person film or jamaican whatever it may be but now we don't we don't flinch now when we see an asian person we don't flinch but some reason when we see south asians we still do that double take because it's like oh my god a brown person made it through all this adversity and through you know just that typical um bajabi or desi lifestyle of hey education and yeah and so on and so forth um but again if we if we keep going eventually no one's going to be like oh there's a turbine guy now this turbine guy can play any role he can be a mean person or he can be a great person he doesn't have to fit that typical maybe cab cab driver or a convenience store owner or something like that you know right and even like having that perspective of someone who's not who hasn't been usually like typically represented in these fields is really important because it makes the art form or wherever the workplace better because you add another perspective or opinion like I know that like for me like becoming a journalist necessarily like I wasn't really motivated by being like brown or anything but once I started and I was in school I see no one in my class is Indian um, pretty yeah. much no one's sick um, and so then I'm like wow I offer a unique perspective to the newsroom I've pitched stories about Indians or Punjabis or Sikhs and stuff that no one would have thought of if had I not been there so having exactly. people in all these different places is making our uh like making society better making our 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 judgment and our work and all these different uh like what's the word like paths I totally agree a little bit better. Yeah, yeah 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 I mean definitely a perspective is definitely because our history is so rich and pure and like what we've been through and and now how we are here today and um, like we have six all around the world and even then like how they came as refugees or war battle whatever it may be it, there's so much we can offer even with stories i mean there's only so many stories that have uh, a lead indian person or, or a lead punjabi sick person and but i think over time as we become like if there's a, a friend if it's like friends and we had a desi guy in there like um uh, the big bang theory mm -hmm. it's, it's going to become more normal and we're going to have we're going to talk about stuff that's you know, that pertains to us being Punjabi or Sikh or whatever, maybe. And it's like, and we can show that, broadcast that nationally or internationally. And I think that's the best way. The more we get out there, the more people are going to, oh, yeah, I saw this turban guy. Even if they see another person that has a turban, they might think it's the same guy, but at least they acknowledge that. And they're like, oh, yeah, these people are out here. Oh, I actually saw this person's interview. And then it just, it's just all about education at the end of the day, in a way. Mm -hmm. Totally. And even like, uh, we we're seeing even I feel like this year in particular was a really big year for uh, they see in movies in Hollywood um, and like having characters that aren't like stereotypical like they didn't have Indian accents or they yeah. didn't run a liquor store or you know like they're just normal like Americans or Canadians exactly. or whatever um, that's really cool too oh yeah it's, it's the best thing to see I mean this year yeah definitely has been a crazy year um, you know with the late night talk show and Arjun Buller and MMA and um, Jinder Mahal and WWE like 
and and even those guys they rock the the stad when they walk into the into their um, battlefield or their arena they're wearing the stad and it's like people are noticing um even when they're not fighting they don't have the stad on but that initial hey look this is who we really are people like they look into it and they're like what is that and when they ask that question they're more intrigued to ask, and they want to know why that person's wearing whatever it is so they might do their extra research or they might look into that person and then it's like hey and again knowledge is key mm-hmm. and then i was gonna say like you mentioned your um turban tutorial i watched that um when it came out it was really really good right. um and i was i wasn't expecting that level of production value like you said you you were conscious to make it very like a lot more professionally produced and stuff um yeah. and that was really interesting and and very educational um it's not just a turban tutorial for other six it it was more of a like this is the significance of the bug to like people who have never like really understood what it is and so i thought that was a really cool effort and and i was really happy to see that oh, much appreciated yeah like um it was when we when i thought of the idea i was like hey i can make it just so i'm catering to up in it that were the stars or for me it was more about again i keep coming back to this topic but like knowledge and education i'm like if i can make this video um very high level so it's not too in-depth where people get lost that if this were to play in schools or camps or, hey, it's Sikh Heritage Month in, you know, wherever, we're going to play this video. It's very high level. We're going to show you just like why they wear it or who wears it. And then, hey, look, there's it's just hair underneath and this is how they tie it and this is how it looks. So it was off that basis where I was like, hey, this, I want to make a video as such so it can be played anywhere and people can easily follow along. And um, again, very blessed and people have, you know, given good feedback so far. Like you've been saying, like, education is kind of the root of it and like you know when people grow up ignorant of an entire community then they're more likely to not accept them 100% so okay let's talk a little bit more about being balancing the architecture and the and the uh like art stuff because um you kind of talked about like it's a lot of running around like back and forth but is there like ever any plan to stop the architecture and and go full-time into art 110 percent, yes as soon as like i'm waiting for that pivotal moment and sometimes i'm thinking hey maybe if i just stop this i can focus 100 percent on all the creativity and all the arts and that would be beneficial it would definitely speed up the process but i'm trying to do a, a more um you know estimated approach as to when i kind of make that shift over because right now what i'm trying to do is i'm feeding those dreams with this like a, a job right architecture is something i love it's um you know i i can be creative in it so it's not like i'm suffering in any way but it is like that nine to five job kind of thing uh, i do have my leeway but it's kind of feeding i'm feeling my dreams with anything i'm making i'm feeling those dreams or any entrepreneurial um, businesses that I'm, I'm planning on running or I'm kind of getting into now, I'm feeling those dreams with this full-time job. As soon as the feeling is done and it's the tank's full and now I can kind of keep producing money from there, then it's like, hey, I'm going to make that shift over. And that's something I definitely want to do as soon as possible. But I mean, it does take time and patience is key. So I'm just kind of trekking away at it, chipping at it. And hopefully, you know, God bless one day it'll be okay. Now is the time. And now I can just focus on that and again with the writing as well something i picked up recently and uh, just and i love it i just love and sleep is something that you know you hear these super successful people talking about and i can kind of experience it whereas like i'm going to work and then i have to go to the gym and then i'm going to go write and then we're writing till two three in the morning or next day i have to go to work and then i have to have an audition 
So I have to drive down to this audition while I'm at work, kind of quickly change my car, get ready for the audition, do my audition, come back, change back into my work clothes, go back to work, act like nothing happened, and then go on with my day and then and whatever else happened. So it gets crazy sometimes, and but I love it. I think being busy is is good. Uh, I get I can be more productive being busy, and not just sitting at home watching TV. Even though that's great, I do that as well. You doing juggling all this and like whatever is going to help pave the way for a lot of people to skip that first part and just go right into their oh, yeah. art, art career, which is yeah, so yeah. amazing. But the thing is, like, when you love something, I feel like now I'm learning more about even myself and what I actually love. Because this is, again, this was never planned or never wanted to go down this route. But I like I started loving this so much and I can talk about it all the time, just acting and modeling and whatever it may be. And when you love something so much, then you like sleep is like, oh, it's cool, whatever. I'll get less sleep because I love this so much. I want to put more hours into this. And then I got to go to work the next morning, but it's fine because I love this so much. So I'm willing to give up things. I'm willing to skip out on some parties. I'm willing to, you know, not hang with certain people for a couple times because I need I want to get this done. Um, I think when you have that level of passion towards something, like everything else kind of just, you're like, ah, whatever. Like this is... It keeps you happy. It keeps you sane. I get what you mean. And that is like, yeah, like I agree with you. Like if you can't find something that doesn't make, like if you don't feel like you could stay up all night doing it and continue your life, like then you probably are not in the right thing because like, um, yeah, like that level of passion is kind of like once you find it, like you, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but basically like because work is work. That kind of stuff, that passional, like that creativity, that creative side, sorry, it's not work. And if you treat it like work, then you only, you only get so far. But if you treat it as just passion and you're going to do this regardless of what happens, then you're not looking at it as it's work. It's a nine to five. Like, oh my God, I need to get this video done. I'm stressed. It's like, no, I'm going to get this done because I want to get it done. And because not because of the views, not because I'm going to get this, but to just simply put it out there because it makes me feel happy. And if I give a positive message in there somehow, that's also like the, the best thing. And when you get messages from people um, with these like just positive vibes saying, hey, like we're inspired by you or motivated, like that is literally like the one another sole reason why a lot of people I know do what they do in the creative field just because it, it might help someone else. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's cool. It's a cool double like you get to pursue your passion while also it makes a huge difference because there isn't a lot of representation yet so that's really really awesome um so i don't think we went over this but like how did you even like start modeling or acting in the very in the first place like what's the first stuff you did uh so instagram i think like i tell i've said this before in a couple other podcasts like uh, sorry instagram was the the place for me um i knew that i could have went to an agency and said hey I'm a, I want to be a model and can you put me under your wing? But I tried to go a different way. Like I tried to take the third door instead of just going like the typical. And I started out with Instagram and Instagram was literally just taking pictures with people that I knew and then slowly went from like just better photographers or people that were in the field. And I just started posting pictures on Instagram. And in the beginning, obviously no one knows you because you only have like, you only have like 300 followers, which are your close friends. So no one really knows what you're doing, but consistency is key. And then, like I was posting twice a week and just kept going regardless of who saw what. And in my head, I knew that the picture wasn't going to blow, blow up. But then I also I was like, hey, oh, my God, this one's going to do it. This, was, this one's going to put me apart from everyone else. But that doesn't really happen. You know, you got to really just keep going, keep going. And then from there, I got my first ever gig through Instagram, literally. 
And they're like, hey, we would love for you to be one of our models. And I was like, oh, oh my God, okay, yeah, sure. And, and I did it and like, it was just a collaboration. I didn't get paid for it. And a lot of the, my first few gigs, they weren't paid, but I was happy. I was like, I just, I'd rather be here um, than anywhere else. So I took these gigs and then from there, it just kind of went, oh, this, this, there's a Sardar model. And then I did a couple Indian things and then went to a couple other things. And then from there, it went to runways because people, hey, there's a guy model, blah, blah, and he's a Sardar, different look. We don't have a lot of Sardar models out here. And then they used me there. And then I made more connections and, and I started talking to more people. And then then it went to commercials from runways because I love that. I was like, oh my God, this flash and these cameras are wicked. Commercials. And then from commercials, it went to, like I said, short films. And that's the process I went through. And I didn't really have, like, I mean, I could have talked to some people, but I was also like, I just want to figure this out on my, by myself. I just want to go through the process. I want to do it. And now when I go to agents, uh, because I'm still freelancing, I'm not represented by any agency or an agent. Um, I've been talking to a couple now, and, but now I have this portfolio. So if anyone listening, they want to get into modeling, this is the way I did it. And so I created this portfolio of modeling, acting, and being in campaigns and, and you know, for non-union, union gigs. So now when I went to an agent, the last time I had a meeting interview with them, I showed them my portfolio. And I said, hey, look, um, I did this all without you. You know, usually you need an agent. I'm like, I was very blessed, but I did this without you. Now what can you do for me? So I kind of switched the tables. I turned the tables on them instead of them going, oh, you want to be a model? Okay, we'll kind of take you, we'll slide you to the bottom of our list. Whereas now it was like, oh, you've done this. So you kind of know how the industry works. Okay, we can't put you on the bottom because again, you know something about it. We'll kind of put you in the middle maybe. And um, so that was my whole take on how to get into the industry. And again, like we have long ways to go, but um, again, very grateful to be where I'm now, where I am. That's a hard, hard uh, road to take to do it by yourself because um, yeah. <laughs> as I've been experiencing with my podcast Instagram account, um, it's hard. Like I started this semester and I, I can't post as consistently as I would like to um, because I like all the I don't have any visuals, so all the content is like I hand draw everything and like yeah. whatever, like all the everything's done by me, so it takes time. And so yeah, like yeah. I'm like not getting I thought I would have like more followers than I do and stuff and I it's hard, but like you just have to keep like putting them out, putting them out, keep, and, like you slowly exactly. see the numbers go up. Um, but it's hard. It is it's so hard and, and unfortunately people look at numbers like it's like the end of the world. I mean you go to someone's page and like, oh they have so many followers they must be something or if, and if it's like that person might not be giving you any value and even for me like throughout it's like what value am i bringing to people if i'm just here and like i've seen other accounts that are like it, it's so hard to describe because everyone's doing their own different creative field but there's some accounts that bring no value and there's other accounts that are actually bringing you value that you can take into your everyday life but they don't have the following because a lot, a lot of people they they want to just have that quick fix they want to just laugh a little like these meme pages or these funny video pages they blow up because people just want to forward these funny things and watch these funny things whereas maybe if it's something more educational they might not be able to you know they, they probably won't follow or or share something because who wants to share a, a 10 minute educational video to their friends group they want to share that funny monkey video you know so <laughs> um it, it, it kind of a Kind of sucks, but is what it is, right? It is what it is. It's it sucks that the numbers like legitimize people, but they do, and yeah, so they do in in a way. But I think value is value, and if you can bring value to something or someone, 
um, that goes a longer way. You might not know who you've touched or who, who is listening to you, but if you can change their life or, or kind of give them that inspiration, I think that's way more impactful than a person just taking selfies and they have 50,000 followers, but they're not really bringing value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it also does something for yourself. Like, I feel like happy to like post my stuff. Like, yeah, like it's not going to get a ton of like traction maybe, but like I feel good about post putting my stuff out there. And like, so I think like that's the other cool part about Instagram and stuff um, aside from all the bad stuff. Yeah. Again, like you said, and consistency, the more you keep doing that, it's only going to get better, right? You're gonna only going to get bigger people and, and just, yeah, it's only going to get better. And it has to. It can't go backwards, right? You've yeah. already taken, taken the first few steps. We've already taken a bunch of steps, but there's a thousand more we got to take. And it's, I think it's an ongoing journey. It's never going to end, really. Because I don't think if you get to like, oh, I've reached my point, like I'm 100%, then like I doubt that. I doubt someone gets to the 100%. And if you do, then, then you're not growing anymore. I think if you get to 99%, 99% is cool because that 1% means you're still, you're still going towards something. You're still growing. You're still learning. But if you get to 100%, that means like you're done learning, which means like you're like done life in a way. Like what else are you going to really do, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, what are your, what are you look, working, like what are your like big, big, big aspirational goals? Aspirational goals? Um becoming a better speaker so i started speaking a lot more and not a lot of people know this because i haven't really displayed it on instagram or youtube or anywhere but i started going around speaking to schools classrooms um, at some camps because that's something that i'm really passionate about um the creative field acting and stuff i love doing that can, you can put me in front of camera all day all night and i would not cry but the only reason i do that all like i do love i love it but my end goal through that is kind of lure people in through entertainment and give them that value that I mentioned earlier. I want to go speak to people. And now because now that I have a little bit of a story and some failures and some successes, I can talk to people and they might actually listen. Whereas if I didn't have a story, there might be like, hey, just another guy. He's going to talk about so-and-so. Who cares? But if I can, a lot of people are kind of, they're intrigued by Hollywood or they're intrigued by modeling and pictures and magazines and behind the scenes. I can kind of lure them in and be like, hey, look, look at all these cool things. This is what I'm doing. This is how I've done it. This is how you may be able to do it. Even if, even if it's like you want to become an engineer, it's just that motivational part maybe. And that's something that's always been close to me. And I don't see a lot of Sardar or Indian motivational speakers. Um, I actually have seen some, but not like Sardar, not in this day and age, in the youth. And so I really want to be that, that speaker where I can touch people, um, like touch them, um, intrigue them and also create that spark in their mind um, so they can go do something different wow that's really cool that is that that, yeah that's my biggest aspiration that's my biggest goal in life and obviously everything else falls under like being in movies and acting and um you know i don't get star i don't go like celebrity i'm like oh my god but like working with those people would be awesome and just kind of representing again like that's my biggest biggest goal in life and if i can inspire people uh, when I leave, I'll have somewhat of a legacy. I, I think about the legacy all the time. If I leave today, what am I leaving? What value have I brought to people? What am I leaving behind for my friend? Anyone. Um, I want people, hey, that Sukman guy came into this world. He, you know, he either achieved his goal and now we can use that as leverage or he didn't achieve his goal, but he kind of did this and he was on his way. So now we got to keep going. 
Yeah, I think that's really unique, a, a unique perspective. Like even with brown artists that like the leaving behind that that sort of legacy of like making waves and representation and stuff, like yes, that comes as a side factor for a lot of people, but I think having that as a really like central thought mm-hmm. um, is not that common. And so that's really cool. And it's like, wow, you're a really good person because you're trying to help the rest of us. So that's, that's <laughs> nice to see. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you. I forgot to earlier. But have you ever gotten any like negative reaction from like you being in a commercial or like in an ad or something? No, not not in that sense. Um, people have been just absolutely loving and supportive and just like, hey, we we wish you the best and we wish you do more and and they're also, hey, we also want to do this. So how'd you get into all this? And uh, you know, so we have loving conversations and all that. The most negative feedback that negative criticism or negative just messages I've ever gotten were more so related to my bug style, my that like the way my body looks in the sense because um, like I do trim my beard and one day I hope that I can just I'm just going to let it grow out. But people say, hey, you're not a real sing. You're not a real sick. Your bug is not a real sing bug. This is not a six type bug and this and that. So then I'm always like. Okay, great. I love these questions. I love when people give these, I guess, negative comments because it gives me something to talk about. I can talk to them. It gives me pointers to talk about when I'm presenting. It also gives me the opportunity to learn something from someone. Like, hey, okay, so why are you hating this? So if I was this person, would you hate me less? And kind of talk to them and then maybe change their mindset. And my friends are always like, oh, you got haters. Huh? This, this is how you know you've made it when you have haters. I'm like, that's cool and all. But... Like there's haters are going to hate and lovers are going to love. I'm like, I, I think I'm a lover. So I want to spread that love. I'm like whoever this hater is, if I can change their mindset, if I can talk to them and like without being like, well, why don't you do something? You know, why don't you go put yourself out there and then see how it feels without saying that kind of acknowledging what they've said, asking them questions, having them ask me questions. And if I can change, change their mindset, they, are, they might have their respect towards me. Like, oh, you know what? This guy's not as bad. He might have a different turban, but now I understand like, it's just a turban. Turban, you know, sick. He starts inside out, not outside in, right? So they might change their perspective, and then when someone else maybe says something bad, hey, no, you know what? This guy's not that bad. Or so if I can change that hater into a lover, like that's why I love haters because I'm like we can change people and in, in hopefully in a better way. But that's pretty much the only negative stuff is always about that. That's a positive way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, like when I tell my friends that they're like, yeah, well, we would still just yell at them or whatever or not even reply, but. I'm like, it, it's, it's like, I keep going back to this, but I'm like, it's all about just um, ed- educating someone. If someone is thinking that, yo, your bug is not a real sync bug. So what is a real sync bug? Right. And then when you talk to them, you'll, you'll understand. I'm like, Hey, like, this is what a real sync bug is. There's no such thing. You can have a small bug, a big, it's, it's the respect that you're showing Gurusab, like by covering your head, no matter what kind of, if it's five foot tall or if it's three feet, you know what I mean? Or like how wide and how many lards. It's the respect that you're showing and it's the cultural and that and the religious part they kind of get mixed up you know um whereas religion is saying one thing like they don't like it's the key like i don't think god god doesn't judge you you know um he wants to see or like what good deeds you've done and what good you're doing in humanity what kind of savior you're doing not so much how you look like or how you're how many lards you have in your bag or what color you're wearing and but so people get lost in this whole traditional cultural thing and they're like this and that so um 
again, it's just about love and bad and, and education. And hopefully we can all, we're all one, right? We're all humanity. We're all in that same race together. Why not support each other and get further in, in the industry and in life rather than kind of like knock each other out by our feet and take each other's ankles out? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, I also forgot to ask this. Wow, I did a really bad job, but I forgot to ask. <laughs> um, how did your parents react when you were like, oh, I want to go be in this Did they like care? So the funny thing is, because I do work still, right? I work a full-time job, so they can only say so much. Um, I do have a salary and, and it's architecture and all, and so they can only say so much. Me and my mom are really close and my mom's really supportive. Um, both my parents are, but in this creative field, my mom is like 110%, whereas my dad, he is about success. He's shown me videos about success and books to read and mindset and all that, but he's more business-minded. He's like, you know, one in like 50 million people make it. I, I don't know if that's you. So want, like do something in business and stuff like that. So I don't really tell my dad all, like everything, right? Um, he finds out though, like through my, my mom or my cha-cha calls, like, oh, when did the video, they see this and that. He finds out and he, but he doesn't really go, where are you going or why are you doing this, da, da, da. Whereas my mom, I tell her everything and she's just like, good, keep going, keep going. Like I'm gonna send to all my friends and I'm gonna share all your pictures and all that. You just keep doing what you're doing. So like, I know my mom's got my back 100% and my dad, I like, he, he's there somewhere. But it's, it's harder for him to kind of go, okay, you do this 100%. Um, but again, because I work full time and I do other things, it's like, you can only say so much. Yeah, I was going to ask because I don't, I don't think I've talked to anyone that has like a regular job as well yet. And so I was curious as to like how the reaction would be. Yeah, well, when I started, it was like, uh, like I, I still do a lot of things. You know, I'll just kind of go do it and I'll tell my mom, mom, oh, there's this ad coming out or this or and I'll send her stuff. And she again, like she's just super happy. And she's like, you know, like, did you go after? Did you, you know, you thank God. And I'm like, so she definitely keeps me grounded. And she's like, you know, he can t- give it to you and he'll take it away twice as fast. So just make sure you're, you know, your feet are on the ground and, and your head's up. But, you know, don't get too, don't get your head too big or bloated, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I oh wait, I have one last question. Um, so Tell me, I love questions. <laughs> so the name of the podcast is Bardisi, okay. and basically, like Bardisi, kind of like has a negative connotation, I guess. Like, oh, like foreigner, like <laughs> they left, like you know. Um, so yeah, yeah. on our show, we're like reclaiming the word birthday And for us, it means someone who departs from the status quo and does something unique or different mm-hmm. um, without caring about what the rest of society has to say. And so what makes you Bardesi? Or why are you Bardesi? Well, I mean, like you said, the, the, the actual word is like Bardesi is someone that I guess was from India originally or Punjab and they left and they're like, oh, Bardesi one guy, right? Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so in this field, and when you're looking at this creative side, it's someone that's going against all odds, someone that's going against the current, someone that's going against the typical Indian traditional values where, but they, you know, you're for this, you're a, a Desi, if you're kind of going, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get married and you know, at whatever age and da da da, kind of going with the flow. Whereas a Pardesi is, hey, there's that circle, but I'm gonna step outside of it. And I'm gonna, again, like be the creative, be the, uh, an artist, be a singer, a model, um, a painter, whatever it is, I think that's a Pardesi. So I think I would definitely fall under the Pardesi because I'm kind of, hey, this is all cool. 
I understand it, I respect it, but you know what? Literally, there's only one life to live. And that word YOLO that we all use so openly and just freely, it has such a deep meaning. Like you literally only live once. You don't get this time back. And it's like, hey, I'm gonna do what I have to do because at the end of the day, I will still land a job. Like if I, it all means fail. I, I don't think like this because I'm a very optimistic person. If all means do fail, I think I can still get a job at like, you know, a cashier somewhere. I won't die. I, I will still live, but at least I won't have the regret saying I could have tried something when I was younger. Um, so yeah, that's me being a Padisi. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this uh, interview, oh, by the way. I loved it. I was, um, yeah. I was thinking about reaching out to you and then um, I saw your little Instagram question thing and I was like, well, let me just ask him right now. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I really appreciate this and you are such a cool person. I'm so excited for all the stuff oh, you're doing. Thank you, appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It was lovely talking to you and you know, I hope you nothing but the best and the success comes all your way. Thank you and thank you to all our guests for tuning in as usual. If you want more from Pradesi, follow us on Instagram at Pradesi Podcast. <laughs>